Good afternoon, my friends. Thank you for joining me for another impromptu. I hope all is going well in your world. And I just had some opportunity to really have a good meditative session. And I wanted to share what I came up with. And in this short brief, it's about mental clarity. And this episode is Mental Clarity is Paramount especially in the times that we're in. And I know I keep referencing that, but we are definitely in unprecedented territory right now. And we really need to give ourselves a hug and bandwidth to digest. These are all unprecedented times and we're doing the best we can with what we know today. And I'm sure somewhere in the history books, they'll go back and look and say, well, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? As we often do. But that's also called the acceleration process. When we're away from something, we have more time to think about it. And that's why this episode is so key. I have mentally had a lot of overhaul that I've had to do in different segments of my life. One is in my financial area. The other is in my life uh, relationships as it relates to other people. And the other is just my general life path. And I'm going to break all those down briefly. But if you notice, often in times of crises, if you don't have that moment to think to yourself, you'll often make some rash decisions that you may have a hard time recovering from or you may not. And oftentimes when our mental clarity isn't as clear as we need it to be, we not only fail the people around us, but more often ourselves. And we then begin to build up that mental process of we're not good enough. This is just another opportunity that we messed up and so forth and so forth. And what I want to give you is some nuggets to kind of resonate with as you go through your life path and how it relates to mental clarity. Um, I think I mentioned before that it wasn't until this pandemic that I've really got on my, I call it Jedi mind uh, game. And that for me is really taking time out with spirit, whatever you call it, uh, mental clarity. But I make a pointed concessive time throughout my day to have my me time. Whether it's sitting outside in my backyard with a cup of coffee, looking at nature, whether it's me sitting in a cross-legged position on my bed, whether it's me at my altar uh, praying and meditating, whether it's me at some point of the house or outdoors uh, just quietly taking in just positivity. And I have made it a point to do it twice a day. I was doing it just once. But for me, with everything going on, it feels right for me to do it twice. And I say that because everybody's barometer is a little bit different. But I also think we're all yet the same. And there is no scripted way for you to take time for yourself because it's going to look different for everybody. Some people hate coffee. Some people can't be silent. Some people need music in the background. Everybody's needs are a little bit different. And what you really need to do is take time with self, take time away from phone, social media, the family members, the dogs, the cats, whatever the distractions is, and to have that little clarity of time where you're just in thought with your own thoughts. And for a while, it seems fruitless. You're sitting there and you're thinking about, oh crap, is it almost five o'clock? Did I take the steak out? Did I do this? And over time, your mind muscle gets to a point where it still receives those thoughts, but they put them like in a shelf. So the thought will come and then the meditation process will occur 
and you're still able to get through your meditation. It doesn't mean that your mind goes completely blank and you just levitate in your mind, body, and spirit outside. And some may, somebody may be doing that. It just ain't happening with me. But what I will say is that the more you do that muscle, it develops you to have a deeper thought pattern. And it deepens the thoughts with everything. Even how you approach a simple task, let's say such as grilling. Let's say you wanted to grill out for the day. And instead of coming in the house 30 times, grabbing the tongs, the water bottle, getting your wood chips together, however you do your barbecue process, once you mentally start training your mind, you'll begin to gather, assess, and make decisions right there in one fell swoop. And I'm not saying that this is perfection and that people who meditate don't have any hiccups in their day and everything goes perfect as planned. But what I have noticed in my own personal journey that I'll speak with is that I'm very definitive about what I do. I'm able to maximize my time because now that time means so much more to me, I then decide, am I going to really spend 40 minutes going back and forth or I'm going to spend 10 minutes? Instead of making this one meal, and I know I'm going to need onions for tomorrow, why don't I cut up one onion for both days of the meal? So that mental clarity gives me the opportunity to think of things in a deeper way that expands my life. And I even call that into my personal relationships. Um, As you guys know, I am a single uh, woman at this time in my life, and I have been actively dating. At this time, I am not dating as of this podcast recording, and I'm so okay with that. And what I've been able to do better this time around in my dating assessment is to look back and make some pointed decisions about, is this where I want to be? And in the times of my busyness, I wasn't doing that. I would get so consumed with, oh, the kids need this. I just got off of work. Let me make it to the gym. Did I take out something? I'm going to just swing by the house real quick and see how the kids are doing. Maybe I'm going to order a pizza. Hopefully they'll they'll answer the door. I mean, my mind was just like the, the stock has changed, just going, going, going. And do you think it left a lot of room for me to make an assessment? I wonder if this guy is really meeting all my needs. That probably came in different facets of the day, but I never inherently had the bulk of time to really look at, am I where I want to be in this relationship? And take it out of the romantic sense. Even how your relationships show up with your kids, your parents, your extended family, think about how those relationships are. A lot of times we find that, especially in families, we do things out of obligation because we're family. And a lot of times we push down our truth because we don't want to appear as though we're trying to buck against the family protocol or the elders or hurt people's feelings. We come up with all these defensive reasons of why we're not doing something but yet we still carry them out. And then we're resentful and we can't understand why other people aren't feeling the same way we are. And the thing about it is if we took the time to really digest our why a little bit better, we wouldn't come into relationship with resentment and we would be able to better articulate where we are. 
For example, if you know that you require seven hours at least for good sleep for you to be a pleasant person to be around, somebody asking you to do XYZ probably isn't going to be best on a day where you've got less than that seven. And I understand that we do have times where things aren't in a perfect bubble, but you also own the duty to be very transparent in where you are in your walk and say, I'm not feeling my best. And here's what I'm able to do today. You lay out where you are. That person can either accept it or not. And you set your boundary. But oftentimes, when we don't have the mental clarity there, we're not setting the boundary. We're letting people just speed bump by with their agenda. And it's really not personal. You know, most people don't get out of their bed to say, I want Sean to wash dishes for me today. And I don't care that she's been up for so many hours the last few nights. And I need this done today. What someone may think is, I have a need and I know Sean has been helpful for me before and I'm going to call her because most of the time I've had good results. So we own the onus to be honest with ourselves of where we are and don't expect anyone else to do the thinking for us. The other thing is the life path, which is really huge that we kind of speed bump by. You know, there's the thing of family and job and relationship But then what's the other stuff? And the other stuff is truly your life path. Because when you strip those other things away, those of us who have children, if those kids are gone out of the home or we retire and there's no more earned income and we have passive income or retirement income, then then who are you? What is your life about? And what are you living for? So even while you're cultivating the life you need to sustain, you know, keeping up with your expenses, going to your job, being the best employee or being the better entrepreneur and redeveloping your skill set so you can continue to flourish your business. You know, all those different things are very impactful. However, if we don't take the time to do a mental clarity on the direction that we're going, we can look up and and lose a year or more of our life of just sailing along. And that happens to more people than we really fail to realize. A lot of times people just happen to be upon a situation. They didn't have any destination. They just landed there and they stayed there. And what you don't want to do, especially in this time of where we are, is just happen to be somewhere. You want to make sure that all your decisions are driven by where you truly want to be. And it's okay to change your mind. I think a lot of times we feel like we made a decision and we need to stay there. And and there are some times that's fruitful. But oftentimes, life has a way of unfolding different plans as you go along. And therefore, if there is something better and it makes you feel better, Take the opportunity for yourself to explore what could be. You don't want to look at what could have been and you've not even tried. So I think one of the bigger things that we really need to do is give ourselves time to digest things as they arrive on our plates. Because oftentimes we are trying to make decisions in a small amount of time when really we need to give them more time 
for us to truly understand what they're what these decisions are going to mean for us. And even when we choose partners, you know, a lot of times we think about the the basics, you know, do we love each other? Do are we respectful? You know, do we take care of each other and that sort of thing? But do we think about, you know, is this a person I can really grow old with? Is this a person if I'm in the hospital and they're asking, "Hey, you know, what's your next steps?" If this person is on life support, would you trust that person? If you weren't around and that person needed to take care of your mom or your children, is that person trustworthy? And oftentimes we don't dive deeper. We just scratch the surface and we just deal with that later. And what happens? Later never happens. A situation happens and you hope you chose correctly. And we're at the fever pitch of life where we just can't hope for things. I can hope the weather is going to be nice tomorrow. I can hope that my kids may clean up. But what I can make for sure is that I make sure that I'm a good steward of what I do around my home. So therefore, my chores are taken care of. And no matter what the kids do, I'm still okay. And I make plans that just in case it does rain, I still have an umbrella with me. I'm just not going to walk outside and expect it not to rain. And that's sort of what we do in our mental upkeep of life. When we don't do the maintenance for our mind, we just hope that things sort of come together. And it doesn't work that way. And you find the most resilient people are people who really take the time to really make thoughtful decisions. And it's because they know that their decision-making is paramount. We have to understand that tomorrow isn't promised to us. All we have is right now. And if we keep putting off for tomorrow, we'll never get to the next thing. And in order for us to get some of our our day back, our life purpose back, our zest back, is to assess, are we really checking the boxes, if you will, of where we want to be in those different areas of our life? And I look at the times when I made some of the worst decisions, and it was because I didn't have the mental clarity. And you think about this, people who are often mentally... Um, sieged by financial troubles and woes may not make the best decisions. Think about it. If you're barely able to take care of your basic expenses, it's very hard for you to expand your thought process to do anything further than just get through the day or the hour. I remember I would tell my oldest daughter who will be 25 pretty soon, I'm just trying to get through the moment. I couldn't even say the day. And that's how bad it was at one point in my life. I couldn't say the day. I would say the moment. And when I did have a little bit of sunshine, I would just run with it because I never knew when I'll have the sun again. And that goes back to people who come into a windfall of money. There's two categories of those people. The, and it's, it's sad, but it's true. People will often do what they always done. And they still will find that even after the windfall, they're not okay. And then those, the small anomalies who say, you know what? I got something and I don't want to ever go back to being where I was. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes 
to not go back to being that place. And that's how you have to be on your mental mind game, that you take your mental clarity, your journey, your spirituality, all of those things combined, that those things are so important to you that you'll never go back to being the person who just says, you know what, I'll deal with it later. And do I say deal with everything as it comes on your plate? Because some things do need to be broken up, but don't put them off for long periods of time. Make sure that you make a point in time to address those things. Therefore, you can drive the decisions a lot better. And have you ever noticed when you're away from certain people and situations, your thoughts are different about it? Think about it. You know, you can have really good friends and when you're with them, you're having an okay time. But when you get home and you really settle down for the evening, you start to think like, you know, when I go out with these people, I really don't feel like I'm a part of this group. I really feel like I'm just a nobody. And one can say, oh, that's just your ego, just stirring up things. But oftentimes, We just do a process because we're so used to doing it and we don't really dive deep into does this still ring true? And again, don't be afraid to make a shift. I've had to do it a lot recently during this time and it's kind of, and I don't like to use the word sad because for every ending, there's a new beginning and it's part of the human condition. We don't like to keep starting over. I know my old butt. I'm almost 50. I know I'm mid 40s, but you know, it's hard for old people. I'll speak for myself to keep hitting the restart button. I don't like it, but I also don't like not being welcomed. My growth, not accelerating and being compromised. So I rather hit a restart button a lot quicker now as opposed to sitting and muddling through. I have a really good um, group of people that I enjoy getting information from, but I don't feel like I'm part of that group. I feel like they're good people. I don't feel like they're anything bad, but I don't feel like I'm connected to that group. And I try to muster myself up to say, no, it's in your head. Just go get the information and it's fruitful and you're st- and it'll be fine. But I leave feeling like a little piece of me just feels something missing. And you know what I finally had to say? No matter how great I'm saying these people are, I don't feel great. And I matter. I don't care how much somebody smiles and give you candy and hugs. If you walk away not feeling like you get what you need, that matters. So you have to get definitive to say, I know I've been with this group for 20 years, but guys, I got to put a a hard stop right here. Wish you guys the best, but I'm going to go in a different direction. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because that is the highest form of self-love. When you're able to recognize that something no longer serves you. But again, you have to have the mental clarity to be able to make the assessment to move in a positive way. 
And it's not always fun and it is uncomfortable. But what's worse than being in a situation where you find out over time you've wasted it. And and there was the best group that was just a corner away. And oftentimes these things aren't out of our reach, but we just have it in our mindset that these things are just so far out of reach. We just got to be right here. And ladies, I'm going to put this to you just as a man. You know, don't be so desperate that you're in this situation where it's a pandemic and he does text me and wishes me good morning. Well, a lot of people may do that. But you have to get definitive to say, if that person doesn't meet your metrics, I don't care if it's a pandemic. Be all right with being by yourself. If it doesn't serve you, let it go because you're holding on and making space for a situation that won't allow you to accept any new thing in. In order to have something anew, you have to make a decision to let something go. And ladies, we don't have the same luxury as men. And, you know, you can argue with me on that. You know, guys will say, hey, they'll they'll have you and three other women in the background. And women, we typically don't operate that way. We're a little different. But at the end of the day, if they don't meet your core needs, you are essentially wasting your time. And that time could have been spent on you working on your attributes, your inner beauty, your health. So therefore, you can attract the best of the best. And not just getting any old low-hanging fruit. Something worth having isn't always going to be as easy as going up to the store and getting it off the shelf. You may have to call around. You may have to order that puppy from another country. It may have to come here two, three different ways before it lands on your doorstep. But once it gets here, it's well worth it. So... Think about that when it comes to your mental clarity. And I also want to add, don't be afraid to reach out to a therapist or some type of counseling services. It doesn't have to be trauma-based. You know, I think family and friends are good sounding boards, but they are not board certified people that should have all access to your personal life journey. And at the end of the day, there are some things that you need to keep private because it will change the dynamic of the relationship. And you also need to be able to not just have a vent session, be able to get some tools on how to deal and cope. Nothing's wrong saying, man, traffic was bad. I had a bad date with Jeremy. But if you keep having the same situation, then you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, well, what can I do to change it? And if you're not able to make the changes, then you need to think about getting some professional help to guide you with that. So I know this was a little uh, lengthy, but I just wanted to share um, how mental clarity is paramount. Uh, Again, you know, there's different sectors of our lives that are so important that we need to make sure that we're making the time to think our thoughts through carefully. So therefore, we're living a purpose life 
of our own that we've cultivated and not just in the passenger seat, winding up at any old destination. And the other part two of this is make sure that you're partnering with professional health people. Again, it's nice to have good friends and people to talk to, but again, everyone should not be privy to some of the things that you're going through because they are not equipped to handle those. And again, our stories need to be earned. Everybody, even your good, good friends, don't get the right to earn all of your stories that you have within you. You know, our stories are of courage, of our trials and tribulation, are only to be shared with people who can really deal with them in the best confidence and treat us with the utmost respect, even long after the relationship terminates or we somehow lose touch or for whatever crazy reason. And a lot of people will show you over time they don't have the capacity to do it. So don't even open a door like that. So thank you, friends, for your time. I hope you're enjoying this wonderful weekend. Namaste.